Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Show World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also live on Sirius XM. I'm Nick Gieber. Great to be with you. Uh, we've got a lot to cover today as we get ready for another full week in the English Premier League, the greatest and most exciting reality show on television today. Uh, I'd say in person, but you can't really go to matches given the current COVID state. Hopefully that will uh, improve very soon. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast for you early birds listening on Sports Overnight America. We're also coming to you live on our digital platforms, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning SiriusXM app, and I'd like to take this opportunity to welcome to the show all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. Such a privilege to speak with you guys uh, each and every weeknight. As I mentioned Lots of Premier League action to get to. A couple of uh, big games. Man City-Tottenham, definitely a big game. But given Tottenham's current form, we can question that. You know, the one really to watch is going to be the King Power, where Liverpool are visiting Leicester City. That's going to be a very interesting game. Arsenal-Leeds has the potential to be a bit of a score fest. And I'll be watching Everton-Fulham with some interest. So there are a number of interesting matches coming up this weekend worthy of discussion of course the stories don't change they just get more interesting i want to discuss a couple of ideas that i've had over the last few days one is i want to talk about david moyes and what an absolutely terrific job he's doing at west ham remember he was at west ham previously and then fired, and then they came a-crawling back. Let's talk about that when we come back after the break. This is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Gieber. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com, forward slash World Soccer Radio. I love it when you participate in the show. Send me a message, a thought, a comment, any of that stuff. It's all terrific, and uh, that way you can participate in the show. That's what it's all about. All right, I'll be right back after this. Welcome back to World Soccer Radio. Nick Eber with you. And, you know, the Super Bowl's done, right? Finished, dusted, done and dusted. Kind of bore, actually a bit of a bore, I thought. But never fear. NBA's here. College basketball's here. NHL is here. Of course, the Premier League is ongoing. The Champions League's back. Loads and loads of sport for you to enjoy. The only place you should be betting on these sports is betonline.ag. Look, they cover everything, whether you want to make prop bets, a sack race, uh, awards shows, TV shows, reality TV. They got it all. Hundreds and hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And they even have a 24-hour casino. If you can't make it here to my hometown of Las Vegas, 
You can check it all out at betonline.ag. By the way, they've also got a great poker room if you like to play some online poker. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. That's betonline.ag. And receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. 50% welcome bonus. I'll say it again. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And when you are betting on sports, which is a lot of fun, I might add, just do it responsibly and make it your entertainment and not your lifestyle. We have a lot to get to today. There are a whole slate of Premier League matches ahead of us this weekend, and we're going to talk about every single one of them. I'm going to give you my picks. We'll look at some money lines courtesy of betonline.ag. But, you know, there are some interesting stories percolating around the Premier League. And we are, of course, talking about managers. We've already had some big managerial shakeups, of course. Frank Lampard getting the boot at Chelsea, uh, you know, and uh, it's just all been a lot of swirling, a lot of highly inconsistent teams this season in the Premier League. And Manchester City are not the exception to that rule because they had a very inconsistent beginning to the season. You know, is this the sort of thing you can point the finger at managers and blame them? We are seeing a lot of clubs sticking by their managers longer than they necessarily would in a normal season. Now, you can look at Chelsea and you can say, ah, did they pull the trigger on Frankie Lampard too early? I think they did, but I think it had to do more with the uh, availability of Thomas Tuchel than necessarily whether if in, in a normal world you wouldn't have given uh, uh, Frank Lampard a bit more time. Uh, and I think that's unfortunate for Lampard, but, you know, you've got a manager like Tuchel out there, you have to take a chance on him if you're a club like Chelsea. And I think the one man that might have been breathing a bit of a sigh of relief, if, if he even gives a toss, which is a bigger question, is Jose Mourinho, because I think if there is any big-name manager right now that is uh, under scrutiny... Uh, it's Mourinho. Now, I, I, I don't believe that Mourinho is really under threat right now. I think he's going to have a lot more time to put his stamp and build the team the way he wants to. Uh, but let's turn our attention for a minute to West Ham United because what a great side. You know, we want to talk about managers. We talk about the Ray Orozco matrix. And as you know, on this show, I talk about that quite a bit. This is a, uh, uh, a set of uh, prerequisites uh, that uh, I have developed, not personally, I mean, obviously they're common sense, so it's not like I could patent them, but after Ray Orozco, who is one of our listeners, wrote in, and he and I started to have a dialogue about it, we've developed a something called the Ray Orozco Matrix, which is, you know, a successful team has to have five or six of these matrix points in them in order to be successful. Uh, one is, you know, obviously a good ownership, good Good ownership, supportive ownership, and, and you know money for, for transfers, not silly transfers. Second is a manager who's been there long enough to have bedded in a system and a concept and an identity. The, the third one is having a squad that's capable of executing it. Right? And the fourth one is consistency. And so if you look at West Ham United... You know, they had David Moyes. And look, if there's a sort of anti-Mourinho, 
<laughs> if there's a manager more sort of diametrically opposed personality-wise to Jose Mourinho, it's probably David Moyes. I wouldn't even say Steve Bruce because he's Steve Bruce. At times, if you prod him, you get a personality out of him. David Moyes is just David Moyes. I mean, you know, it, it is. He's not a man that's sort of brimming with character. And I don't mean bad character, by the way. That's not what I mean. Uh, character, the wrong word. Let's just say ebullient personality. Because I believe David Moyes has a splendid character, by the way. Uh, I've actually met him, and he's a terrific, terrific guy. So I didn't mean that. I, I meant an ebullient personality. You know, David Moyes is just kind of like a, a bit of a monotone Scotsman who's, you know, just sort of... But he is a very competent, steady hand. He's not sexy. You know... He's not going to have a rush of media following him around with cameras, but he is a safe and steady hand. And he was at West Ham before, and um, in case you didn't know that, by the way, <clears throat> David Sullivan, who's the owner of West Ham, actually fired him in December 2019, which is now, what, just uh, uh, 14 months ago, right? <laughs> um after just a year and a half in charge, he fired David Moyes. Why? Well, kind of similar to why Frank Lampard got fired. Now, and there's a difference, obviously. David Moyes, a much more experienced manager, had uh, a long time at Everton, had the brief spell, spell at United. He's a good manager. Um, but he fired him because Manuel Pellegrini was available. And with West Ham moving to the London Stadium, getting an influx of money, I think the feeling was we need to go up a notch. We need to be just that bit sexier, just like I think Chelsea got rid of Lampard because Tuchel was available. David Sullivan, I think, made that management shift away from David Moyes back in 2019 because Manuel Pellegrini was available. And... Um, it was not good. I mean, Pellegrini sunk uh, close to two hundred million pounds in transfers on that team, um, but they just not—they just weren't very good. And if you look at who that was, that was Yarmolenko, Ryan Fredericks, uh, uh, Diop, Fornals, uh, uh, Balbuena, um, Anderson, Wilshire, Samir Nasri, Carlos Sanchez, etc., etc., etc. Um, just, you know, spent a lot of money and, and didn't get it done. And uh, I, I think the credit, credit, to David, uh, credit to David Sullivan uh, is that, you know, when he was looking around at other managers, he said, maybe I made a mistake with David Moyes and I'm willing to swallow my pride and bring David back. And now, interestingly enough, David Moyes and David Sullivan, the two Davids, uh, had actually maintained a positive relationship through the managerial replacement of 2019. Uh, the two of them apparently have a ongoing relationship. So it was just more a function, I think, of Sullivan making the public admission, I think, more than the private admission to David Moyes um, that he had made a mistake and bringing him back and look where West Ham United are right now. They are overperforming. They are overimpressing. They are playing a combination of lovely football at times and absolutely um, 
I won't say required football, but let's just say um, they're doing what they have to do at other times in order to get the results. And, and that is why West Ham United currently are in a very solid sixth place in the Premier League and have really put together an absolutely wonderful run. If we look back to, say, uh, the beginning, end of November, you know, they lost three games. I mean, think about that. In 13 matches, they've only lost three. I think where West Ham are suffering in comparison to uh, some of the other bigger teams, quote-unquote, above them, has to do more with goals scored. All right, we'll pick this up on the other side. I'm Nick Eber. This is World Soccer Radio. I'll be right back. All right, welcome back. World Soccer Radio, Sports Byline Broadcast Networks, and Sirius XM, as well as the American Forces Radio Network, iHeartRadio. Tune in, the award-winning Sirius XM app, and if you miss any part of this show, never fear. You can catch it immediately on its conclusion at our podcast network. That is the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. Uh, great to have you with me, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern Time on Sports Overnight America. I think that's the housekeeping. Let's get back to it. We're talking David Moyes. We're talking West Ham United. David Sullivan fires him, replaces him with Pellegrini. Yeah, you know, sexy manager, right? Lots of trophies and big-name clubs and... You know, West Ham moving to the London Stadium, big stadium, lots of revenue potential. Let's get a let's get an A-list sexy manager in and bring in Pellegrino. Let's let's take that rather boring David Moyes guy in. Mm, you know, he's a good guy and we'll stay friends with him, but let's bring in Pellegrini. Well, they did disaster. And finally, after a mere culpa, David Sullivan brings back David Moyes, the steady Scottish hand, not sexy by any stretch of the imagination. But as I mentioned prior to the break, if we apply the Ray Orozco matrix to this action that David Sullivan took, it makes great sense. And you are seeing a very solid very capable, not very sexy West Ham team gets some terrific results. As I mentioned prior to the break, the problem West Ham United have has been scoring goals. They're 10 goals behind Liverpool. They're uh, five goals behind Leicester. They're, you know, 14 goals behind United. They're even four goals behind Chelsea. So, but look, scoring goals in the Premier League is incredibly difficult to do. Defensively, have they been doing well? Yeah, they've been pretty good defensively. Again, not quite as good as the other teams. Liverpool's uh, Man United both conceded a few more goals, but those have largely been a result of sort of two or three very weird results and their associate uh, associate um, uh, matches. So anyway, good good move. I love West Ham. They have a match coming up on Monday against Sheffield United at the London Stadium. Sheffield United uh, are, you know, a bit of a disaster coming off a 2-1 tight, tight loss, by the way, to Chelsea. I mean, that could have... Been, I think we had all picked a big scoreline, but they did get they did get the goal. And, um, you know, Sheffield are not 
the pushover that they were earlier in the season. That said, West Ham United, uh, you know, I don't know what to say. They're coming off a nil-nil against Fulham uh, at Craven Cottage. Difficult place to play. Then they had that big 3-1 victory at Villa Park. Uh, they lost to Liverpool. We know that. But then wins against Palace, wins against West Brom. So uh, I, I guess if we're going to start our match prediction, we'll get into it in a bit more match detail. But, you know, I clearly think West Ham United are going to beat uh, Sheffield. Uh, some of the other top teams, it's interesting because uh, Man City have a match against Tottenham Hotspur who are coming to the Etihad to play them. That'll be a big game. We're going to talk about that. United have what one might consider to be a fairly easy run out at the Hawthorns against West Brom, but but you never know. Uh, Leicester-Liverpool would be the uh, important match, I suppose, uh, in terms of table position uh, over the weekend because if Liverpool win this match... Uh, they will go ahead of Leicester City. They'll move up to third place in the table. And Chelsea playing Newcastle and West Ham United playing Sheffield. So uh, it, it's, you know, if you look at the top, I don't know, the top six, probably the most difficult match in there is the uh, Liverpool uh, Leicester-Liverpool match and Spurs-Man City to be seen. But look, when we let's get back to the David Moyes thing. So a great move. West Ham United, definitely a team to watch. One of the things I like about West Ham, one of the things I like about David Moyes is David Moyes is not a club shopper. This is a guy that never wanted to move to 15 clubs. You know, he wanted to go from living half of, um, you know, most of his professional managerial life at Everton to, you know, Man United as the uh, long-term replacement for his long-term stint at Everton. And if you remember how that whole thing went down, um, you might remember that he uh, was no surprise when he went to United. Because uh, remember, United had gone to Everton to talk to him about David Moyes, to buy him out of his contract. He was at Everton for 11 years, okay? Before then, he was only for, what, four years at Preston. So he, he really had an expectation that he would go from uh, Everton and, and the long view that they took at Everton, where he managed 518 matches, okay? That he would manage to go to United and, and provide them that similar long-term stability, which is what everybody wanted. Alex Ferguson retiring, everybody's in a panic, remember this, but he was the hand-picked successor, kind of like an Alex Ferguson Jr. with the Scottish accent and all of that nonsense. But, you know, they didn't give him the chance, despite the fact that he had his best win rate ever, by the way, at United, 52, almost 53%. But he was only there for 51 games, which, you know, is shocking when you think about it. He was literally there for not even a year. He was there through the early summer of preseason through basically the end of the 2013-2014 season, not even quite the end. And then he went to Sociedad, which was, you know, one year. Not, not great. And then Sunderland, less than a season. 
And then the first stint at West Ham, only 31 games. And now back in the, ha- back in the saddle, 50, 50 games. So he's actually had uh, 81 games in charge of West Ham since 2017. This is a very, very good signing. Uh, and the right guy shows you what, what a club will do and what a club can benefit when they stick with their man because they know, number one, he's competent. Number two, he has a game plan. Number three, they're going to back him. Number four, he has a decent squad that can actually execute his game's game plan. So anyway, enough about West Ham United. Let's move on. Let's start with Leicester City versus Liverpool. We're running out of time a little bit here at the King Power. Uh, where it sits right now, Liverpool are the favorites as the visitors at plus 109 on the money line. Leicester City, the home dogs at plus 250. The draw is plus 240. And I think if you look at these teams, um, you know, Leicester have the advantage now that Jamie Vardy is coming back from, I think he had a hammy, right? Um, Hernia surgery. Okay, I'm being told. No, he had hernia surgery. No hammy. He had a hernia. It's an H. I suppose it counts as the same thing. And uh, he came back for a few minutes against the nil-nil draw uh, at Molyneux against Wolves. But Leicester have had actually, you know, a decent run, quite frankly. I mean, it seemed like they were having a bit of a blip. But really, that blip, if you think about the blip, since the beginning of December, they've only lost two matches. They lost 3-1 against Leeds, and they lost 2-0 against Everton. Other than that, they've had great results. Another good manager with Brendan Rodgers, that's Leicester City taking the long view. They've backed him. He has good players. My concern about Leicester has been their reliance on Jamie Vardy. And, and, and I know they've done okay without him, but I think that is a problem. I don't think he's going to be match fit to start the game. He's going to come on at some point. And um, they're coming off that win against Brighton on Wednesday in the FA Cup. They're going to play. They played kind of a different squad, so I don't think it's, uh, fatigue's going to be an issue for it. And if you look at Liverpool, well, you know, Liverpool are having one of the most unbelievable downturns you've seen of any team recently. And we're talking about since the nil-nil draw at St James's Park, end of December against Newcastle. They've actually lost four matches and won two in the last six. When you talk about unbelievable blips that a team is having. We're actually talking about losing four matches in the last six as being sort of an end-of-the-world scenario. This is a team that lost their their defensive cohesiveness with all of the injuries they've had. I mean, when you talk about injured players and you're talking about the like of Virgil van Dijk, Joe Gomez, Joel Matip, um, you know, Fabinho's been... Uh, Fabinho's been uh, injured on and off, uh, and having to take Jordan Henderson and play him as a centre-back, you know, it just strikes me that we shouldn't have been surprised to see the blip. Unlike Man City, and I've said this over and over again, um, Liverpool's vaunted front three of Firmino, Salah, and Mane have not been picking up the slack when they need to. When Man City stopped scoring goals, their defense stood up and stopped letting in goals. They have a simply astounding defensive record this season. So when one's firing and the other isn't, it's okay. With Liverpool, unfortunately, defensively, they haven't been getting it done. 
of obviously due to injury. And because of the shape changes that that's forced in the squad overall, it's badly affected the service going to the front three, and they haven't been getting it done. And that's why you see a blip. I have to go to break. This is World Soccer Radio. When we come back, I'll give you my prediction for this match, and I'll roll through the other nine matches. I'll give you all the odds, picks, and predictions courtesy of our title sponsor, betonline.ag. I'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back. Well, Soccer Radio, Nick Eber with you. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N I C K G E B E R, Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, it's time for me to give you uh, my picks for the weekend. We talked about the Leicester City and Liverpool match. Uh, I know the pundits, many of them are predicting a draw here. I am not. I think Liverpool will rebound. They're away from Anfield, even though no fans in the stadium. There's something about the kind of the freedom that they have away from home, particularly after losing three three games at home for the first time since uh, 1823. I like Liverpool for this game. I think Leicester without Vardy or a not fully fit Vardy are not going to match up as well against Liverpool. So I'm going to take them at plus 109. You're getting plus money on Liverpool, folks. You definitely want to take it. Uh, let's go to Selhurst Park, Crystal Palace, Burnley. And Burnley, they went out of the FA Cup to Bournemouth. They lost a midweek in that match. Um, I don't really think they care. <laughs> it's one of these things, you know. Uh, I, I know we talk about it, but Burnley are eight points above Fulham, therefore the drop zone. And it's so much more important to Burnley that they manage to garner enough points to stay in the Premier League than it is to run to the next round of the FA Cup. Uh, they have a limited squad. Uh, they, uh, I don't think there's going to be any problems. They did make a lot of changes uh, midweek, um, and I think they're just going to go move on. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, They really need to get a point here, quite frankly, because they've got home games against Fulham and West Brom next week. Those are massive, massive matches. Those are essentially six-point relegation ba uh, battle matches. And so they want to take the pressure off. They want to get points here. Yes, they're away from home. Yes, they're against Palace. I like a draw for this one, folks. Let's get to it. Plus 205 is the draw. Palace plus 147. Uh, at home, Burnley, plus 205 on the money line. The draw, plus 205, take the draw. Man City, Tottenham. Well, you know, here is a big game at the Etihad for you. Um, I just right now don't see any sort of upset happening here. Despite Tottenham beating West Brom 2-0 at home, remember, they had a three-game losing streak, losing to Chelsea, losing to Brighton, losing to Liverpool. And right now, the way Man City's playing, I don't think anyone's going to stop them. And I would be shocked if they lose or maybe even draw another game going on now for the, uh, the remaining 16 games of the season. They are in such good form right now that I don't think anyone can stop them. They are on a nine-game winning streak. We're talking about the Premier League here, folks. 
So this one to me is not too difficult. The Heat will pile on Jose Mourinho most definitely. And yeah, uh, when you've got Harry Kane and you've got Son Young-min on the, on the, uh, in the squad, you're very likely to score a goal or two, but uh, maybe not two, maybe one. I see this as a 2-1 win for uh, Manchester City. 2-1 Manchester City, that's my prediction. Plus minus 263 for Man City, big favorites. Brighton, Aston Villa, this is the next one. Uh, Brighton, again, this is a team lost midweek in the FA Cup. They lost to Leicester. Um, but they did get a point against Burnley last week in the league, and that's going to be very important for Brighton Hove Albion in the 15th spot. Remember, points-wise, they're tied with Newcastle. They're two points above Burnley. And so they are not away from the uh, gravitational pull of the drop zone. And this is a big game because Villa are coming to play them and Villa away from home, very good team, coming off a 1-0 victory at home against Arsenal. Um, I have to think on this one. Brighton don't score that many goals. Villa don't let in that many. I'm going to say that this is going to be... Um, I'm going to say a another draw. Plus 235. I'm going to take the draw on this one. Brighton Villa. This is a 1-1 or a 0-0. This is going to be a low-scoring game. I'm going to take uh, the draw on this one. Let me see how I'm doing for time because I don't have... Uh... Yes, perfect. Look at that. All right. <clears throat> Next up. Next up, we have Southampton uh, against Wolves. And uh, the really interesting things, by the way... Um, the really interesting thing about Southampton is just how this team has completely self-destructed since that incredible 1-0 win at home against Liverpool. They were actually up to sixth place with that result, okay? But if you look at their results, since middle of December, when they beat Sheffield at home, this is 10 matches. They've won only one, and that was the match against Liverpool, and they've lost five in a row. They've lost to Leicester. They've lost to Arsenal. They've lost to Villa. They've lost to Man United, 9-0, no less. They lost to Newcastle United. There's something about this team. They have lost something, and I'm not sure what it is. They just cannot find the form they need in the league. Now, they did beat Wolves in the FA Cup on Thursday, so this is kind of a reverse fixture now for Wolves. Um, unfortunately, when you have these reverse fixtures, generally the team that lost the first one wins the second one, and I'm going to go with that right now. Wolverhampton Wanderers are going to beat Southampton. Uh, plus 200 is the money line for Wolves. And I think, you know, Ralph Hasenhutl is going to be on the hot seat. If there's the next manager to go, you may want to look there before you're maybe looking at a Jose Mourinho and thinking his time is coming to an end. So that's my prediction for that particular match. Will Southampton, I'm saying take Wolverhampton Wanderers. Oh, West Bromwich Albion, a Man United. Well, this is not a match that West Brom wanted. That is for sure. 
Uh, West Brom have been pretty awful, to be fair, since that uh, big victory that they had away at Molyneux. Uh, they haven't won again. It's been three losses and a draw. The draw coming at home against Fulham. Most recently, they lost 2-0 to uh, West Bromwich Albion. Uh, Man United going to win this. I don't see an upset here. Minus 294. Arsenal need Leeds United. <coughs> you know, these, this is two, these are two teams that have been uh, pretty inconsistent throughout the, throughout the season. And as a result, they are within one point of each other. Leeds one point ahead of Arsenal, right smack in the middle of the table. And just when I thought Arsenal were getting some really good mojo together uh, between, say, mm, Christmas and Boxing Day until uh, end of January when they uh, had that nil-nil with United, since then they've lost two. I mean, they lost away at Wolves 2-1, and they lost... Away, uh, they lost. Pardon me. They lost at uh, yeah. Away at Molyneux two one, and they lost away at Villa Park one nil, which is two sh- results they should not lose. Leeds United, on the other hand, you you kind of expect this from them. If you look at their season, they've been incredibly inconsistent. They really haven't gone on any long runs. I mean, the most streak they've ever had, winning or losing, has been two. They did have a period where they went winless in three, but that was you know. And then they went to period early on where they were unbeaten in three. So you just never know. I think if I look at the Leeds United results that they are going to win this game. It's away. It's at Arsenal. I like the upset here. Plus 275. Leeds United, I think, are going to pull an upset. I just feel it in my bones. I mean, they're conceding as many goals as they're scoring. Okay. But they are, uh, I'll give you an idea. Leeds United have scored 38 goals on the season. That's 11 more than Arsenal. And yeah, they have conceded 11 more goals <laughs> than, uh, than they did, uh, than Arsenal have. But it hasn't necessarily been recently. They have not been conceding that many goals in the last few games. I like Leeds United for this, folks. Take them, plus 275. If I'm going to give you a bit of a gamble, this is the one. Everton-Fulham. Everton, another one of these teams, much like West Ham United. I mean, they've got a great manager. Uh, They put on a string of very decent results. It's been a little rocky for them of late with only two wins in their last six matches. Uh, coming off a 3-3 against Man United, that last gasp equalizer. That is really, really shows some, uh, some gumption. Uh, this is at home. It's not at, uh, at uh, Craven Cottage. You have to take Everton for this. Minus 110, surprising value for Everton. Minus 110, take Everton. Let's move along. West Ham, Sheffield United. Well, we just got done talking about West Ham. Sheffield have been improving, no doubt about it. I think it's a little bit too little too late. You're going to take West Ham minus 139. And finally, Chelsea, Newcastle. Well, this one to me is interesting because Chelsea are a team with, obviously, we talked about Thomas Tuchel and, uh, you know, and everything else, but they do have a certain new look about them, a, a new energy about them since Frank Lampard left. And I think that's unfortunate, but it is true. And um, Newcastle have an injury to Callum Wilson, which is a big blow to an already not particularly great team. 
Newcastle beating Southampton 3-2, then they lost to Palace. They beat Everton before then. That was a good result for them. They had two losses against Leeds and uh, Aston Villa. Everton have uh, lost only one in their last five. That was a loss to Newcastle, 2-0, if you can believe that. We just talked about that. Uh, but uh, uh, we're talking about Chelsea, not Everton here. Sorry, that's why I pulled up the wrong one. Uh, Chelsea have been fantastic of late, last five games unbeaten. That's going to continue here. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Chelsea are going to win at home at minus 435. Once again, let me recap. See if I have time this segment to recap. Guys, do I have time to recap here? I do. Okay. All right, let's do it. Leicester, Liverpool, King Power. I said take Liverpool. Crystal Palace, Burnley. I said take the draw. Man City, Tottenham. Take Man City. Brighton, Villa. Go for the draw. Uh, Southampton, Wolves. I said you're going to take Wolves here at St. Mary's. Man United, West Bromwich Albion at the Hawthorns. I said you're going to take United at minus 294. Leeds, Arsenal. I'm going for the big upset here. Leeds United, plus 275. That's plus 275. Everton, Fulham. Take Everton, minus 110. That's at Goodison. West Ham, Sheffield at the London Stadium. Take West Ham at minus 139. And finally, uh, at Stamford Bridge, uh, Newcastle. The longest odds of the weekend, folks. Plus 1,100 to win. Not going to happen. Chelsea minus 435. That should be your bet. All right. Those are my picks for the weekend, courtesy of betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. I'm Nick Eber. This is World Soccer Radio. I'm with you every Monday through Friday, 6, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern time. And then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, that's for you, all you early birds on Sports Overnight America. Uh, be sure to join me, and you can always find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. All right, uh, let me know what your picks were. Send me a tweet. Let's talk about it on a Monday night when we're back. We'll get back and look, and we'll see how I did on all the games. In the meantime, I've got to run to break, and I'll be back to wrap it up on World Soccer Radio. What's up, Radio Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Uh, it's been a good show. We've gone through all of the matches coming up in the Premier League. And the great news for you, the really exciting news, is get ready. Because the Champions League is about to start again. And uh, despite the fact that some of the matches are happening in uh, neutral stadiums, uh, we've got some really exciting matches. Uh Rebel Leipzig are, host, are playing Liverpool. I believe that's actually going to be at um, um, in Hungary or something. I, I, I forget exactly where that's going to be. Uh, Sevilla Dortmund, Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, uh, Barcelona, PSG. That is a mouth-watering fixture. Uh, we're going to get to all of them. By the way, this is the round of sixteen. Finally, right? It's taken us seems to have taken us a little bit of time to get there. With obviously the break and Man City facing Borussia and Mönchengladbach. So a lot of really interesting matches. We'll get to them all. Don't you worry about it, as we always do. Keep you fully up to speed on all the big tournaments. Uh, so for the Premier League, I'll just quick recap. I suppose uh, there's some of the draws because people love those. Brighton Villa, I think that's going to be a draw. Uh, I predict also that 
Palace Burnley will be a draw. And uh, for the big upset of the weekend, I have Leeds United beating Arsenal plus 275. So those are my late predictions. All of that courtesy of betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, why don't you make them your online sportsbook? Head over there and uh, have a lot of fun with it. Uh, it's always a bit more fun when you have some dollars riding on it, even if they aren't necessarily teams that you love dearly. Uh, okay, I'll be back with you on Monday. We'll look back and we'll see how I did. And you could hold my feet to the fire, which I know you like to do. If you'd like to find me on social media, my Twitter is at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. My Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I'll speak to you Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. And if you want to stay up late, you can hear it at midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern Time on the East Coast. Don't forget the podcast available on the Believe Podcast Network. Until Monday, enjoy the football. Stay safe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.